Hello, warriors. So I want to look at the topic of just who is the Holy Spirit? What is his purpose for Christ and even for us? Are there two different purposes or is it all in one? You know, many have so many answers and some are exactly spot on. But I want to share the divine attributes of his thoughts, emotions, and decision-making as the personhood of the Holy Spirit. Hey, I'm your host, Monica Hansen, and you're on the Graceful Warrior podcast. And today we are looking at the personhood of the Holy Spirit. It will be right back after this break. Hey, welcome to the Graceful Warriors podcast. This is where faith meets fortitude. I'm your host, Monica, and I'm here to walk this journey of life with you. But hello, we have to do it one step at a time. So I am inviting you to join me as we explore the art of gracefully navigating the challenges of this world while staying true to our beliefs and embracing that warrior within. God is calling the body of Christ to rise up. So if you are ready to rise higher and embrace his light, well then, warrior, this podcast is for you. Grab your sword and let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, Graceful Warriors. Welcome to the Graceful Warrior Podcast. And as usual, I'm your host. I'm with you every Wednesday and Friday. I'm your host, Monica Hansen, coming from the great state of Idaho. Hey, where are you listening to the podcast from? Leave your comments down below. Let me know what state you're listening to. Man, this podcast just reaches far and wide. I've seen it reached as far as Russia, United Kingdom, Canada. So this podcast is taking the gospel across the world. And that's what we're encouraged to do. Amen. So if you want to be a part of this podcast and help support the message that is going out, hey, I'd love for you to grab a membership tier for as small as free all the way up to $12 for your support to help with the publishing scenarios of getting all of this out to believers, to encourage them to stay strong in the Lord, to put on the grace and grit as they walk their journey with the Lord, or to get the message of the gospel out to the rest of the world. Amen. All right. So please consider supporting this podcast with a donation or just even a tip. There's a tab on my Graceful Warrior page where you can hit tip. And you can go ahead and just donate an amount and it'll all go towards uh, publishing processes of getting this podcast out. All right. So who is the Holy Spirit? You know, I, as I started reading, and this is what got me into this study and, and I, I haven't even done this study of the Holy Spirit justice, because it seems like I've hit just the tip of the iceberg with this. And I know a lot of people have done a tremendous deep dive, written books about the Holy Spirit. Um, The great friend of mine and podcaster, Jared Lasky, has done a deep study, and his podcast is all about the Holy Spirit. And so I have his book, And it is an awesome book about the Holy Spirit. So I pulled some concepts out of his uh, book and then out of the Word of God and just all my research. And so I just wanted to go, wow, you know, we know as believers who the Holy Spirit is, but to actually know like what he does and how is it that he affects us in so many ways. It's just something that I wanted to um, go over and really think about because it's like just off the top of my head, before I even got deep into it, we think about, you know, how, 
when the spirit leaves the body in the physical sense, it ascends to heaven to be with the Lord if you're saved, right? Well, isn't it amazing how the fact that it was the other way around, Jesus ascended to heaven and left a part of him, his spirit down here to be with us until the time where we meet the Lord in the air and the clouds. Right. And so I just, I actually started thinking about that. And then when I was doing just my own like daily reading, and I want to encourage you, if you're not reading the word of God, man, I don't know how you can survive without reading the word of God every single day. We need this to strengthen us, protect us, to guide us. We can't, we can't live without the word of God. It is the basic instructions before leaving earth. It is Bible, the acronym. That's what each letter stands for. But I was reading in my own uh, time and I, I just got done today with the book of Job and I started looking at it and I, I love, and at some points I get aggravated with the book of Job. One, just because of the three friends that come to him and you're just like, wait a minute, what would my friends do in a situation like that? Would they start saying that I needed to repent, that, that I had sin, that who am I to say that I'm perfect, you know? And then I was like, okay, wait a minute. You know, I know that I'm very picky with my friends, who I call a friend. And I really look at their heart, their intent, you know, and because I know where my heart and intent is when I say I'm a friend to a person. And so when I looked at this in Job, and then I came to Job 33, 4, and I want to read that, and I'm going to read that from the uh, New Living Translation. And it got me thinking, and this is how the whole study of the Holy Spirit came about. And it says in Job 33, 4, for the Spirit of God has made me and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. And when I read that, I was like, wow, the Spirit. God is Spirit. We all know God is Spirit. He made us, and then the breath of the Almighty. You know, I heard a, a uh, pastor say one time, he shared his story. And I haven't even gone into this yet, but just so many thoughts are running through my mind right now as I'm recording this. But I had heard a pastor say one time that he had spoke to like a Hebrew person or uh, someone that studies the Hebrew language. And you know how we think of the word Yahweh, you know, in English, we put the, the vowels in there, but in the Hebrew language, there is no vowels. There's just the consonant letters, right? And he said, Yahweh is not a saying. It's not something that you speak. He said, Yahweh is actually the breath and you can hear it. And, and he says, you can hear it as you breathe. And I was like, what? And then I quieted myself and I inhaled. And after a while, I was thinking, Yahweh. And I was like, wow. If you quiet yourself, you will hear Yahweh as you breathe, as you exhale and inhale. And I was like, that is amazing. We are all saying his name at each breath we, we take. So in actuality, you're sitting here going, well, man, I need to be careful what I say because his name is spoken in every breath. It's announced. It is breathed, you know, and, and I could only go this way. 
is that people that do not believe in creation, those that believe in the whole evolution aspect of things, there is so much God within us. I mean, scientists have discovered within our DNA is God, his his fingerprint, his name, his uh, he's got his mark within the DNA of mankind to to say this it's almost like his signature when he created something that is he calls it good he actually put his signature on it and said it is good you know dot 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 signed god you know and i was just i'm always amazed at the things that we discover in pastors and science science is now discovering that it really is true that God did create us, that Noah's Ark was true, that maybe the world was created, that maybe there was no Big Bang, you know, and and, and it's amazing. And you want to say, praise the Lord, the fact of people actually realizing it, especially the scientists, because the scientists are what seem to allow people to go, oh, see, the scientist Monica Hansen has proven that there's no such thing as God. And then they go out there, the scientists, you know, things like that. So scientists have weight. Mankind has weight in what they say. And, and you're just like, oh my goodness. If only our eyes could see the spirit of God, it would. And one day we shall, but Oh my gosh, people that that just don't believe, how can you not, right? So there's my way off and left field scenario in this whole thing. But it would be easy to think that the that the spirit is simply God's power or presence. And for so many inanimate images are used of him. We think of the wind, the breath, the fire, the water, oil. They're all different representations of the Spirit of God because we look at it as far as, you know, we hear about the wind and prophesy to the wind and all of the different things that we know. There was a wind coming through and it was the voice of the Lord or the Spirit of the Lord. The breath of the Lord, when we hear him at our left or our right or behind us at our shoulder, you know, all of those things, the fire and the water. We know that the Lord appeared to Moses in the fire. We know the pillar of fire that led the people. We know that inside the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was the Lord, which is the one thing that you're like, oh my gosh. In the Old Testament, three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, danced in the fire with the Lord. Who can, nobody else can say that. I danced in the fire with the Lord. It was almost like, you know, like having a meeting. This is Friday night, praise night, you know, here in, in heaven. And they're all sitting under a tree and, and you have, you know, Lazarus was like, you know, well, I heard him. I was his best friend. And he called me out from the dead. You know, well, Daniel's like, well, he sent angels and me and shut the lion's mouth, you know, and Goliath, uh, or not Goliath, David, you know, man, I shot a stone and hit a giant smack dab in the forehead. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were like, but we danced with him in the fire. And you're like, wow, you know. What can you say that you did with the Lord? You know, what have you done in your life that you could say, I did this with the Lord? And and I look, even look at my life and I go, what have I done with the Lord, for the Lord? You know, that's part of the judgment that we are going to stand before the Lord in that judgment. Well, we, we will see, receive 
our just reward for the things that we have done here on earth for the Lord, for the work of the Lord. You know, we'll not get judged by all of our sins because that was taken to the cross when we accepted the Lord. That was like punishment. No more. His blood paid the price. So we will not go through that. But the judgment of reward will be there. And so I just think that that is so amazing. And it just, see where we've gone. I mean, here it is, 15 minutes now, almost 16 minutes. And I haven't even got into this. And it's so amazing. That's where one thought, getting into your word, sitting there thinking about it and going, one thought, look where it took us in 15 minutes. And so, and these are the type of moments that you can have as well. If you get into the word of God every single day, just one verse and see where God leads you and, and explores and teaches us in those moments. But scripture, scripture makes the personhood of the spirit very clear. The fact that he has thoughts. And so I want to look up First uh, Corinthians. If you, if you have your Bibles or if you're listening, you're on your way somewhere and you're listening in, then keep driving. Don't let go. All right. And uh, so I'm going to go to First Corinthians chapter 2 and it is uh, verse 11. And it says, well, I'm going to go to verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Right? Even so. No one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. I mean, that makes total sense. You know, a lot of people are like, well, Bible's hard to understand. That wasn't hard to understand. It's the fact of, hey, spirit of God knows about God because he comes from God, because he knows God. Our spirit knows us because it's coming from us, right? It knows us. It, it's there with us. It is who we are. And so the Lord's thoughts are, are known to the spirit. And then that's how we get to know the Lord God Almighty. When we are crying out to him, I want to know more of you. I want to, you know, we know that he is love. He is, he, he is love in a way that we cannot even fathom. But to actually go, I want to know you on a personal level, how he personalizes things within our life. And you're just like, wow, you know, those, I have a friend, um, he likes to call them God winks. And that was the first time I heard that. And I was like, wow. And it started clicking with me. God winks. It's that moment where he does something special in your life and he personalizes it for us. All right. So the Holy spirit, he also, experiences emotions. You're like, wait a minute. How do you know this? Well, let's take a look at it in um, Romans and it's in Romans chapter eight. I actually didn't even um, mark. Normally I sit there and I put all these markers in my Bible so I can quickly flip over to them while we're doing this recording. But he didn't do that this time. So we're going to go to Romans 8, verse 26 to 27. And it says, likewise, I'm still reading from the King James Version. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray, what we should pray for, as we ought. But the Spirit himself, he makes intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is 
because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And you're just like, you know, those times where you ever have that, where you just don't know what to pray or you don't know how to pray. And you're like, I really don't know. I know Bobby Joe, you know, Bobby just has this heart of stone, angry all the time and just not a very kind hearted person. And you're trying to figure out how to pray for this person. You don't know how. Well, that's when the Holy Spirit knows all the thoughts of you, knows what you're wanting to pray, but you don't know how to pray. And so the Spirit takes over and it prays to the things that the Lord wants us to pray about. It, it's, it is the most amazing things. We, we never know, you know, that it's, it's like, and I know this is totally in another, another topic, but this just came to mind. You know, even in those times of tongues, there's two different moments that we use tongues corporately, like in the church, but in the church, you have to have an interpretation or it's, it's just a bunch of babbling that we don't know what's going on. And it's even scriptural that says we have to have an interpreter in a corporate setting. But when you are by yourself in your own prayer closet or driving down the road or in the shower or wherever, and you just, you want to pray and you just don't know what to pray. That's where the spirit can come in and intercede for us. And it's like going, I know what you need to pray and I will pray it for you. He says, cut, tag, you're out. Monica, you're out. I'm going to take over because I know what you need to pray. I know what you should be praying. And he goes in and he takes over and he stands in and he prays to the Lord God Almighty. And he makes those prayers known. Because we don't always know what to pray. It's hard to pray or our emotions get in the way or you know, confusion, the lack of understanding, or, you know, the Lord says that he told Nicodemus that we must worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And it's also even in our prayers, because in our prayers, one, the enemy can't even understand that. And it's actual intercession by the spirit for the body of Christ. It's the most powerful thing that we can pray or the most powerful thing that we can do besides having the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so look, let's look up another one because I know I'm going, I'm going all over the place today. So let's go to um, Ephesians uh, chapter 4. And let's go to verse 30. And it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Man, that says right there that the Holy Spirit can be saddened. It has emotions. It can, it can feel. It can feel sad. It can feel happy. It can feel hurt. It can feel love. It can feel joy, happiness. That is who we are. That's who our spirit, you know, so many people say, well, you know, does it matter if, if I go to heaven or hell, because I'm not going to actually be there, just my spirit. So what does it matter? Well, the, the spirit is who you are. It has the emotions. We just read how the Holy spirit can be grieved. That's where everything comes from. That's who we are as a person is, is our spirit. And so if the spirit can be grieved, that is of the Lord, then we've got to be careful what we do, not to blaspheme him, not to mock him, not to, you know, make him smile, make it your goal to make him smile every day. You know, I do that even in my own prayer life. I was like, you know, how do I make you smile today? And I know it's just by being me, silly Monica, or my goofy self, or 
It's just being in his presence. But I want to make you smile. I want to give you that Monica wink, like we hear the God wink, you know. And um, so the spirit has emotions. It's just not just this, you know, you must do this or you get punished type scenario. That isn't the way it is. And, you know, it's like we're not to only acknowledge the Holy Spirit as just this divine being or, and divine author uh, of the word of God, right? But also it's just to seek to know him personally. He's not an abstract concept like we just read that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. And he's not distant, but he's he's relatable, he's inti he's intimate with us. He's the he's part of the the trinity of the Lord. And the Holy Spirit does have em emotions. He has a will, roles, He's always working. He has thoughts. He has a distinct personality according to each person, how he, how he is with us, how he interacts with us. But it always lines up with the word. It's not like, well, he's not like that with me. He must be totally different. No, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But how he interacts with you is because he knows you. He's in you. He created you. Scripture refers to the spirit by all kinds of names and all kinds of attributes. You know, we know him as the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of truth. And, and to even to know one important thing that I think that we have to know, have to remember, have to apply is that the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The ultimate thing of freedom around the spirit, in the spirit. And so I want to just encourage you to get to know the spirit. And one of the things that I have been learning through, I've been reading uh, Jared Lasky's book, The Baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'll put his uh, book um, in the description so you can look it up. It's a great book. Um, I'm still reading it. It's, it's not a real big, thick book. It's a soft paperback book. But there's just so much info you that you want to slow down and read it and take it all in and just be like, wow, I never thought of that. And so it says, just even thinking about the Holy Spirit. Jared brought up a really good point that the Holy Spirit, just his name, is holy. That part of the name, the word holy, it signifies being sacred, deserving of complete devotion, consecrated, set apart. Holiness is inherent in his nature. When we encounter like the term Holy Spirit in Acts, it says that the original language reveals that the quote-unquote Holy Spirit refers to something sacred, holy, set apart by or for God. And that the word spirit signifies the breath, wind, or spirit, what I brought up earlier. And so I thought that was just like amazing to even go, wow, what I'm reading in the word of God what a friend of mine has written in the, in this book is still all lining up together. And so it's encouraging to go, wow, here's somebody that you can trust that is doing a correct study and it's lining up with what I'm reading in the word. And, you know, living in this, in this world and it's, it's so filled with, with so many different conflicting viewpoints and, and ideologies and you have all the diverse religions and spiritual practices, it becomes so important for us as Christians to even to remain true to the Bible and to honor the spirit who leads us into all truth and just glorifies Jesus. And you're like, well, 
tell me some more about this spirit. Well, the spirit also makes decisions. Let's take a look in First uh, Corinthians, and it is verse or chapter twelve, and I believe it is verse eleven. Let me see. Um, my notes. Yeah, First Corinthians twelve eleven. It says, "But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, as." He wills. He does. He hands out. The, it's kind of like, and I know this is a kind of like a crappy way to say, but it's like the only thing that came to mind in explaining this is that if you can think of Santa Claus and you're thinking, okay, like, well, even though we know Santa Claus is not real, but it's the example of it. Or even just us being the parent that gives the gifts to our kids. Let's go there. Because we know that's real. We decide what gift we're going to get our friend, or maybe it's even your kids. We're out there and we're shopping. We're determining what gift that we're going to give to that person. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. He makes the decisions on saying, you know what, Monica, you're going to have the gift of the word of knowledge or, you know, Susie that's listening to this podcast in, in Vermont, you're going to have the gift of prophesying or the gift of interpreting dreams. You know, the Spirit makes decisions and he gives the gifts according to how he sees fit. Does that make sense? All right. So he makes decisions and he is the advocate that Jesus promised. So let's take a look at John um, chapter 14. And we're going to go into, uh, let's see here. Verse 16. And it says, if I can get to the right page. All right. Verse 16. It says here, and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him because he dwells with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Man, that is one verse that we could just stand on as a promise that the Lord has made that promise to us that he will leave his advocate. He'll leave the spirit with us. He will come to us any time. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, my one of my favorite verses, if if you know me and you have listened to the, to the podcast a long time ago, I uh, absolutely am trying to flip over to it uh, so I don't actually... Mess my favorite verse up, even though I have it memorized, but there would be that one time where I actually mess it up, right? And I don't want to do that because it is one of my all-time favorites. And this is how I always think of the Lord. And uh, when I'm when I'm going through something and and I'm going. I need the Lord's help. And there's those times where you, you feel like you're alone, but you're not. And this is one of those verses that I often go to, to remind myself. And it's in Isaiah 43 and it's one through three. And it says, and I'm still in King James version. It says, but now thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. 
redeemed, to save, right? I have called you by your name. You are mine. So when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And though the rivers, they, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And that right there, you know, when I think about it, I think of, you know, when it says, when you pass through the waters, you know, through, we're going to go through troubles in life. We're going to feel like the, temp the, the temptations of this world, the pressures of this world. You know, that's the fire when, when we're being tempted majorly. We're not going to be burned. We're going, he's going to be with us. And so it's something that I stand on as the promise of John 14, of how it says that he will leave the advocate with us, that he will be there for us. The Holy Spirit is somebody that we need to get to know the personhood. We need to rely on him. We need to ask him to help us in, in, in every moment. And the good ones too, that we would, even in those times of that you know that you did right, it is because of the Holy Spirit. It's because the nudging of him. It is, I, I, I am now recognizing things that the Holy Spirit will show me when I've asked him. Train me to always please you. Train me to hate the sin, to love the people. Train me to, to be holy. You know, we can, we can never be holy, but we can sure strive after righteousness, right? And so it is striving after that for me to strive to be holy is to striving after the righteousness to always make the, the Holy Spirit smile at the things that I did good. You know, it's kind of like a kid that we're always striving to make mom or dad proud. It, it's doing those things that we would do even for for and towards the Holy Spirit, if that makes sense. So we're talking today about the personhood, or we're attempting to talk about the personhood of the Holy Spirit and to know who he is. And I'm your host, Monica Hansen, and you're on the Graceful Warrior Podcast, where we encourage the believer or the listener to walk their journey with God through grace and grit. You know, ladies, sometimes it's removing those heels and lacing up those combat boots and going to war with the enemy. So we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's finding out just who he really is what his job and purpose is in our life. You know, he is all-knowing, ever-present. He can be with me here in, in Idaho, but he's with you over there in New York or Vermont or Chicago or, or Colorado or even in in China or Russia or United Kingdom, Canada, I see all you, all of you that are listening to the Graceful Warrior podcast. He is with all of you at the same time. He is with me right here. And you're just like, wow, that's amazing. Just that concept. You know, I think we, we just, we don't stop and go, wow, who is the spirit? He can be everywhere at once. He hears, and you, you know, the only thing that I could come up with, do you remember if you have ever watched the Superman series movies? And there was a moment where Superman went high above the earth in the movie. And he could hear every cry, every laughter, every police siren, every phone call, you know, all of that. 
And I thought about that and I was like, that's the Holy Spirit. That's God Almighty. He can hear everything, but it, it is not one cluster of noise. He can hear your soft whisper as you pray to ask for help while you take a test or you're going to work or to hold your tongue at that coworker or boss. He can hear that thought in your head as you're driving, trying not to flip the bird at the person that just cut you off on the road. He hears it so clearly as if he's sitting right there in that car with you or as if you he's sitting right next to you at your cubicle in your office or he's sitting right here with me at my desk as I'm doing all of my studying and getting ready for the podcast to post he's amazing and and we don't even just think of the simple things we just expect all the time with the handout instead of going wow you amaze me. You are ever present. You know everything about me, my neighbor, my spouse, my friend, my enemy, my son, my daughter, my cousin, my aunt, my niece, on and on and on and on and on. He knows our tomorrow. He knows the end of days. How awesome is that? To know the Holy Spirit. I would encourage you, get deep into the Holy Spirit. This is why Christians, you know, they're, they're called God's temple. For God's Spirit lives within them. To even speak against Him, like we read about the, to, to grieve the Holy Spirit, to actually speak against Him. Man, that would hurt Him so much. It's such a, such an offense against him. That's the one thing that can't be forgiven. But do we even give it credence and to think of how much he is, how much he does, all the things he does. We always think about the things of he gave me this, he blessed me this, me, 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 me. Just to think of him for once. You know, the, I'm reading a book. I just got it uh, last week. Lisa Bevere's book. It's called Fiercely Loved. It's a 90-day devotion about how much God loves us. That his love is so dangerous. Dangerous because anybody that messes with us is going to answer for it. And that we often take for granted. It's almost like we've been desensitized to the the quote of everybody running around or the statement that everybody's running around saying, God loves you. Oh, the Lord loves you. You know that. And we take that statement right there and we go, yeah, I know. It's kind of like Fox News is going to be on at five o'clock. Yeah, I know. But we don't actually understand that he is constantly pursuing you and I. He is wanting to spend that time with you so much. He likes the way you laugh. He likes those little quirky things that you do. You know, my best friend, she was given a, um, a word of knowledge one time. And this, this guy from the church came up to her and he says, you know, I just want to share this with you. And he started speaking to her, whatever it was that the Lord, and I can't remember just offhand, but that's just between her and the Lord anyway. But what he spoke to her in one of the sentences that he said that she had shared with me was that, that the pieces were going to come together for her in her life, like the puzzle that she always likes to work with. And and she, when she called me up and she told me that, I know my best friend loves puzzles. And she has this certain strategy that she does. I mean, she's knee deep into puzzles. You can give her a 2,000-piece puzzle, and she'll be in heaven working on it for days on end. And 
that's how you keep a friend quiet. <laughs> you know, just kidding. But, you know, um, but, you know, that puzzle, the way she does it, she does it in, in the weirdest way, but it works for her. And God knew that. I mean, who would know that except God and watching her and how she does that? That guy didn't know how she does a puzzle. He doesn't, I know he doesn't even come over to her house. I know that. So it was only the Lord to give her that message to her. And it was so personal because he is, he knows you and me so personally. I mean, he knit us together in our mother's womb. He ordered our steps before they could even be taken. He, he, he knows any and everything about you, but it's, it's you having to stop and make the time to go, okay, I want a coffee break with you. I want to sit down and just talk to you. And I want to tell you how amazing you are to me. You pursue me every day. You say that, that no hair on my head will be burned. That my foundation is solid as long as I look to you. And make him smile. And to love him with everything that you have. And so, I know I didn't get as knee deep as I wanted to get in here. I have so many scriptures that I wanted to, to share. And, but I just, I really felt like that I just really spoke this from the heart. I didn't even get to my notes. I didn't get to a lot of scripture. Um, but I just really felt like I needed to just go straight off the cuff and tell you from the heart, you know, spend the time knowing and learning, you know, who the spirit of the Lord is. Find out those small little things about him. And you'll find out that that is the best friend that you could ever, ever have. He'll never tell any of your secrets. You could go to him and tell him any secret. Knowing that he'll never turn around and, and stab you in the back. He already knows him anyway. You know, you can cry in his lap. You can jump in his lap. And I'm like, man, I got to tell you something today. Laugh with him. Cry with him. Rejoice with him. He's waiting to be that best friend in your life. And so I hope this episode encouraged you today just to get to really know the personhood of the Holy Spirit who feels, who is working, who is doing the, the will of God, who is sad, happy, rejoices with us, loves us, wants to spend time with us. So if you felt like this episode encouraged you today. Hey, share it with your friends and family. Share this podcast far and wide. Let's get the, the algorithms going. Let's give us a follow. Give us a like. Hey, if you could subscribe to us on The Graceful Warrior at Captivate, I would encourage you guys to do so. There are extra perks that are not released to the general public. Everybody that signs up on my website gets an extra 15 minute bonus episode not out there for the general public so i just want to encourage you have a great day have a great rest of your week and hey pray for me i am sharing my testimony friday night at my church and uh, so just send send out a prayer Leave it in the comments that you prayed for me, that you are praying for me. Have a blessed night and um, until next week. Hey, also, before I forget, come on to the Graceful Warrior Podcast Friday. Don't miss the exciting interview that I had with Erin Dooley. She's talking about her five, this gal walked 500 miles 
across Spain from one end to the other as a way to forgive her ex-husband and the divorce. And it was, wow, it really encouraged me and it really taught me how not only is forgiveness just saying, yes, I forgive you. It's that decision-making process, but it, Aaron showed me that it's an action to step out and really learn to let go and forgive. It was a great, great story. It was a great interview to have with her. And so uh, come back on Friday for the Coffee Break with God, the episode that all of you are enjoying. I hope you're enjoying. It's a favorite one. We get a lot of hits on it. So um, join us with Coffee Break with God on Friday for Aaron Dooley. And, um, and then we've got coming up Garrett Hope. And Garrett is a fellow podcaster, musician, and uh, he lives in Colorado. He is um, a speaker and a money coach. He is trying to teach the believer how to look at the dollar in a Christian aspect in a different view. And I just recorded his story, so that's getting ready to come out next week. So we have a lot coming out. We are already in the middle of March with recordings and part two of Dreams is getting ready to come out. We have a guest, a new guest to hear her perspective. She's new, but she's been on the show before. So Dr. Karen Lydell, the psychologist, will be sharing her perspective um, from a psychological standpoint of Dreams and interpretations, understanding God's language. So don't miss out on that one. So until next week, I love you. God bless. And remember, you are my battle axe and sword, says the Lord. With you, I will conquer nations and kingdoms. Have a blessed night, everybody. Peace out. Well, as our time together comes to a close, remember, my fellow graceful warriors, that the path of faith is a journey with constant growth and transformation, as well as challenges. But stay strong, stay courageous, and let your grace shine bright as ever. If you found inspiration and guidance in today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Graceful Warrior on your favorite podcast platform or even on my page here at Captivate and share the light with others who are seeking God's path of faith and strength in their own lives. And until next time, keep your hearts open and your spirits about.